walking along, singing a song, walking in a Taylor wonderland. Because boxing fans around the world, Josh Taylor got his hand raised against Jack Catterall. And if you listened to my preview coverage, you would have heard me distinctly say that the there was a very strong probability of this outcome, either that or Taylor would take a loss because Taylor seemed distracted and instead focused on Crawford and Tank and calling out everybody else and then getting frustrated when people mentioned Catterall's name. And I suspected that he would have a poor performance because every time fighters do that, we seem to see a piss poor performance out of these guys. Now, Catterall, to his credit, was he was basically doing what CM Punk Kemboses did for Tiafimo. Just like I said, he seemed to be hungry, seemed to be going after it, and was serious about doing it, able to drop Taylor at a point. I think it got dirty to a point that the ref, you know, it was almost like you needed Mark Nelson. If you don't know who Mark Nelson is, he's the ref from Pacquiao Horn. You needed Mark Nelson in there, somebody that's going to allow them to just kind of do that without taking points away because if the points had not been deducted, I don't think we would have seen the outcome that we did. I think the point deductions swayed judges improperly. Now, there are people out there who feel it was a robbery. And it's all over social media that basically Taylor robbed the guy and Catterall worked his tail off. And I saw that Catterall certainly showed up and I felt that Catterall should have pulled it out. Regardless, the, the truth is, because it was point deductions left and right, because it was a, it was a dirty fight. I think that swayed some opinions where it law it, we took away the focus on the performance of Catterall. I honestly think Catterall did an amazing job in the front part of the fight, and then Taylor was coming on in the back, but then Taylor made it a dirty fight, which I think was kind of like a Chewbacca. You know, it distracted the judges from what really happened. This is not to defend it because, as I said, I predicted something like this might happen or that Taylor would lose. Predominantly, we suspect that Catterall is not going to get a rematch. We also believe that Taylor wouldn't stand a chance against Crawford. I personally don't think he would stand a chance against Tank, to be honest with me. I, I just don't see it. If Again, it seems like these guys, Tiafimo before him and now Taylor, seems like once they get to that pinnacle, something's lost. They lose that vision of how to stay up there. Joshua, same thing, right? He gets all the belts and then Ruiz takes him out and then Ruiz gets taken out in return by Joshua, it's like you get to that pinnacle and you lose something and nobody's been able to hold that crown with the exception of Usyk at cruiserweight. So I don't know if there's something psychological around that, um, but for what it is, Josh Taylor is still your undisputed champion 140. He's talked about moving to 147, so we don't know if he's going to vacate all the titles or continue defending. I would, if I were managing him and advising him, I would tell him to get out of 140 because as it stands, there's not many people at 140 yet that would cause him trouble. But if Tiafimo goes up there, Tiafimo, I think, takes him out. I, I'm being honest when I say that. So if I'm him, I would get the hell out of Dodge. On lesser news, and of course, Rabizi Ramirez did what he was going to do. I suspected that would happen. Uh, Campbell, I suspected that was going to happen. And I didn't realize that Rigandia was going to be fighting. And of course, he took a loss, which was unexpected, but he's older. So there was a pretty... Some some shocking outcomes and then some not so shocking outcomes. But the Taylor Catterall was the one I had my eye on the most. You know, kudos to Taylor getting his hand raised. Of course, we don't expect it to be a rematch. We have to see what it looks like for 140. We have to see what he's going to do next. If Tiafimo is going to come in there, if Taylor's going to stay there, is he going to vacate? It's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty. I'm just saying, Taylor, you should stay the hell away from Terrence Crawford. You should stay the hell away from Tank Davis for sure. Because I think both guys take you out. I think Tiafimo takes you out. I think you're going to be, I think people are going to be hungry 
that you're going to be bait in the water for sharks. They're going to be seeing weakness out of you, and they see that ultimately it just was who you fought when you fought them rather than a legend, a level rather of quality that would deal with what's going to be in front of you. I just think there are levels to the opposition and you encountered a level to your opposition that you weren't prepared for, whether you overlooked him or not. I think the performance was just so lopsided. Like even with Cambosis, at least you can make a case that Tio came and was fighting really well. It's just Cambosis was hungry. Catterall just seemed like he was a level above. And we, again, you heard me. I don't rate Catterall even with the performance. I don't really rate him. It just seemed like Taylor just was, it felt like Taylor was a B-level fighter acting like an A-level fighter, like he was cosplaying a top-level fighter, which is weird because generally speaking, is a solid fighter. It's just for whatever reason in this fight, that didn't shine through. So regardless, Taylor got the hand raise. We have to see what happens next at 140. There it is.